Hello, Humble Yoke. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we will continue our walk through Proverbs. If you're new here, thanks so much for stopping by. I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to listen to an episode here. If you are new, let me tell you a little bit about Humble Yoke. We're a space where we live life messy and there's always a place at the table for you. Bring all that messy and we will do life together. Thank you so much for taking time to be here. So today we are going to continue in chapter one of Proverbs. We'll pick up in verse 20 and we'll continue through verse 23. So Proverbs 1, 20 through 23. And this begins the section, Wisdom Shouts in the Streets. So grab your Bible in whatever form you use, and we will start reading some Proverbs today. While we are on the topic of humble yoke, I encourage you to head over wherever it is that you get your podcast episodes and you subscribe to the podcast. This way you will know when a new episode drops. And I would also be super grateful if you could leave a comment and a review. This just helps Humble Yoke get out to other people. And the whole intention here is to help everyone feel like they have a spot at the table. And this whole walk through Proverbs is to just add a little bit more wisdom to your life. So head over to Apple or Google or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts and subscribe to Humble Yoke if you have not done so already. And we also have a Facebook community. So if you want to be at the table and you want to hang out and do all things Humble Yoke, head over to Facebook, search out at Humble Yoke, and you will find us there. Thanks so much. Okay, friends, we are picking up in Proverbs again today. We are in chapter one. We're starting at verse 20 and carrying on through 23. So Proverbs 123. I'll give you a second. Head over to your electronic Bible or grab your physical Bible and turn over to Proverbs and we will walk through this together. Okay, that was a quick second. Hopefully you have it. I hope you were prepared. So yeah, we're going to go through this and uh, we're just going to briefly cover what this is um, kind of warning us about because we know that Solomon is continuing with his warnings and trying to, you know, get the attention of the younger folks or the people that are young in wisdom. This is our book of instruction. This is wisdom of life. And so far up to this point, we've learned that we need to be careful to listen to the teaching that's been given to us. We need to be careful about who we surround ourselves with. We need to know who we are. We are Christ's children. We are God's children. And then we need to be careful about like the company we keep and the traps that we set for ourselves. Sometimes our ill-calculated or foolish decisions have a way of trapping us. And that's exactly what sin does. Sin sneaks in and we think everything's okay and it traps us. And before we know it, we are falling down into the pits of sin. So Solomon continues with his warnings, but this section is called Wisdom Shouts in the Streets. So picking up in verse 20, Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street. To those gathered in front of the city gate, how long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. 
So the one thing we're going to point out here as we unpack this is that Solomon is personifying folly in a feminine form. He's given the feminine noun to folly. And often throughout the Bible, you're going to see representations of foolishness or um, wisdom and evil being personified as a woman. And it's very important to understand that Lady Wisdom is a consistent character throughout Proverbs. Um, she is someone who is held in high esteem. Um, Proverbs 31 talks about, you know, the woman and like what every woman should strive to be. Those are the characteristics of what a strong, godly woman looks like. She is the head of her family. She is respected. She is um, resourceful. She she is an entrepreneur. She is all things mother. Um, so it's important to remember that when we talk about Lady Wisdom throughout Proverbs, it's the personification of wisdom and evil. We see this all the way back into Genesis. Um, Eve, okay, that's the perfect example right there. She was all things wise. She was all things perfect until the fall. So we see where woman is esteemed as either being a caretaker or um, we can even flip over. It's uh, Proverbs 5, I believe. Yep. Proverbs 5 verse 3. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey. So this is talking about how woman is adulterous. So there's that side of her as well. So in this sense, we are talking about um, this feminine noun of wisdom. Um, so we say she cries out in the public square. She, she calls to the crowd along the main street. This is wisdom being given to us. Um, Lady Wisdom is trying to grasp our attention. So um, we can also grab this in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 uh, verses 23 through 26, but we're not going to pick that up right now. Um, so Solomon continues to use these two archetypes um, like just personifying wisdom and evil. These young men um, can choose either folly or wisdom. And we know woman was set out to be the companion of man. So it's, it's what type of life are you going to carry with you? What is going to be this consistent companion? Are you going to walk your life hand in hand with evil or are you going to walk hand in hand through life with wisdom? And we know the book of Proverbs is, is um, this message of wisdom, but proverb in Hebrew translates to parable. Um, you can also kind of see this in Proverbs 1, um, all the way 1 through 6, that that chunk, as I had told you, is literally everything the book of Proverbs is. So it really, um, it really does let us know that based on this area of Proverbs, that we should listen to the teaching of our mother. Okay, that is very much emphasized. And we know that the father is like the authority of the household. Um, so like in verse eight, my child, listen, when your father corrects you, don't neglect your mother's instruction. Solomon is a teacher to these young people. So it's really appropriate for him to personify wisdom as like lady wisdom, because that is what is mentioned is that we are to take heed to our mother's instruction. The man is the head of the family and the mother is the heart of the family. 
And we know that navigating through life, it's just so much more complex than black and white transactions. There are so many elements of our humanness that get us caught up in our own demise, whether you know, it's making a bad decision, running with the wrong people, getting caught up in emotions and just completely foregoing morality. There's a lot to our humanness. So this, this, um, I don't know how I want to say this, but like personifying wisdom, like it's explained about the book of Proverbs, um, personifying that we can kind of attribute that to our mother's instruction or, um, acquiring a wise companion I think it might be in Corinthians. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But a man can be saved if his wife is right with the Lord. Um, Even though he may not be a believer and he may not be saved, if his wife is a believer and she is saved, then that kind of gives him some brownie points. Um, and, And the same for women. Okay. But the point is, we we know how important the female is to the family. And I love that he's choosing to personify this as Lady Wisdom or using feminine noun for folly. All right. So, um, yeah, proverb means parable. Um, I couldn't remember if I just said that or not. <laughs> but uh, proverb in its Hebrew translation is parable. So, um it, it totally makes sense to make the mom as, or the, the female, I'm so sorry, make the female as the, um, the archetype of wisdom. Now, like I said, he does this throughout Proverbs, um, but the woman just, it, it's the context of human activity. Um, it invites us to have a tangible thing to wrestle with, um, just like just like you would with any type of story, because we know that Jesus spoke in parables. It was often kind of like a riddle or a story that we had to unpack, like the moral meaning too. So it makes total sense to personify this in any sort of way as being a tangible thing that we can grapple with. So Lady Wisdom is a very strong, powerful authority throughout all these verses. Um, You cannot ignore her. So when we put her in the context of wisdom, I envision her being a beautiful woman that you can just tell is just strong and independent, um, but never um, sacrificing this union with man. Okay. But I see her as being just the Proverbs 31 woman, if you will. Um, so she goes into the square and, um, she cries out, you know, stop being so simple minded. Don't be so gullible and easy to string along. Please heed to the instruction that I'm giving you. And these mockers relish in your mocking. So you have have these people just like um, we read over here in verse. Um, da, 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 da. Trying to find the one in 15 through 19 that I wanted to read to you. Okay, anyway, the point was these people were selfish and they got their riches by, you know, having someone else's blood on their hands, taking from the, um, the innocent people. That's kind of how I see this is how long will you mockers relish in your mocking? 
They're making fun of everything that God has placed as wise in his creation. So wisdom is saying, listen up, like, let me save you. Like, I want to be very vocal and visible to you. She's in the streets and she is just yelling at the top of her lungs. What do I have to do to get you to come back? It's like a mother with her wayward child. What do I have to do? Like, I will pray my guts out. I will lay flat on my face and bring this to the Lord. What do I have to do to bring you back to a good place? And that's what I think of there whenever I read through it. So how long will you fools hate knowledge? How long will you hate God? How long will you make fun of the um, the guidance that's been put out there for us? How long will you make fun of having to live um, a noble life and, and being blameless and being patient with gaining riches? Even if you don't gain riches, you find the beauty in life and you you um, you fear the Lord. I mean, that's what it's all about. You you have great reverence to the Lord and you sacrifice your humanness, your your flesh type of desires for what is good and true and holy. Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. And so I like to think of this as, um, you know, I'm, I'm pouring out my heart to you. I'm giving you all instruction that I can. And um, yeah, I was trying to think if there was something else I wanted to say to you there. <laughs> As you can tell, I don't really make notes when I come in here to do this. Um, I kind of just remember the teaching that I've read and studied and all of that, and I share it with you. Um, but the the whole moral of this is don't be naive. Young people tend to be naive, and they're so easy to be strung along. But please listen to wisdom and and know that wisdom is asking how long will you love being dumb and how long will these scoffers delight in scoffing or these mockers to delight in mocking how long will you hate god and everything that he's setting forth for you and in wisdom notes these naive ones do not merely endure their childish reasoning but they cling to it with affection it's what they know it's what's comfortable when we are pushed against the wall or when life is trying us if we are to go through this life with endurance and take the wisdom that comes out of it are we going to fight the good fight or are we going to reserve to what is comfortable and what we know okay so Maybe the question to ask is the most important thing here. How long will fools hate knowledge? How long will people want to live in ignorance? Wisdom will pour out her spirit on anyone who chooses to receive it. And I like to think that in this sense, this is kind of um, the first well, not the first, there's several places, but like one of the first mentions of the spirit being readily available to us once the Messiah comes. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I've got right now. Yeah, it just takes deep commitment in reverence of the Lord. Um, it takes the effort of um, repentance I mean, that's, 
that's merely changing your mind. It's do you want to be wise or do you want to be the person that laid the trap for yourself? And then you have to suffer with the consequences of your actions until the end of your days. So this is not only a message for young people, but it's also a message for people who are young in wisdom or a message to those people who have never taken responsibility for their actions and they just continue to go out and make all these foolish decisions. I mean, you think about it, it's it's the man who won't commit to one woman and now he has five, ten kids and he doesn't associate with any of them, maybe just a few. Or the woman in that sense, um, she would never settle down and now she has a very, very broken family. Or the people that um, constantly... They don't know what they want out of life and they just go from job to job to job and never gaining any wisdom, never growing by that job hopping process. Um, They want what they want and they want it now. And I get that. We're human. We, We see how hard we're working and we want what we want, but this isn't necessarily speaking on that. It's the people who don't want to put the work in. They want what it took someone 30 years to build. They want it now. So I don't know where you fit into this or if you do. Maybe maybe you've got it all together. And if you do, please tell me how to do it. <laughs> but um, it's like, Wisdom is all around us because we have the we have the word of God. We have wise counsel all around us if we will just choose to listen. Um, yeah, we just have to make a choice. We have to change our mind. We have to know that wisdom wants us to find it. And we need to know that we can't be so simple-minded and we can't make fun of or make light of the knowledge of God, we have to have this holy reverence and understand who God is and his place on the throne and how powerful he is. And if we need anything, all we have to do is ask. And if it is in his will, we will receive. And if we lack in wisdom, all we have to do is ask for it. But listen, there is a Just like um, Lady Wisdom is like the companion that you walk along with, there is a companionship with God as well. It's like, you know, if you if you need some extra money, you take on an extra job and you earn that money. Well, God wants your participation. So when you ask for wisdom or you have a need for something, he wants you to participate in that process. Just like excuse me, just like the invalid man who picked up his mat and and he tried to say, I I can't be well because the waters haven't been stirred in the pool. And Jesus says, well, do you want to be well? And he's like, yeah, I want to be well, but I can't. And he says, well, stop making excuses and just get up. Just get up. Take one step. And so the man did. And he said, take your mat and go on. And the man went and told people that Jesus saved him. There takes a participation in your recovery story. Do you want to be wise or do you want to walk through life being stupid? I mean, there's no other way to put it. If you blatantly disregard the warnings that have been set before you and you disregard the fact that there is advice for you to navigate these hard situations, if you do not take heed to that, you are being stupid. There's no other way to put it. 
And that involves you making a choice. Are you going to die to your flesh or are you going to die and not live an everlasting life? Because there is life after this human life. And I hate to put it to you that way, but that's kind of the way it is. And sometimes we all need to hear a little bit of tough loving. We don't learn anything from easy. We have to make the choice to just put our big girl pants on or pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and walk through life hand in hand with God and listen to what he wants for us. It is okay to be human. It is okay to mess up. It is okay to not always look like the hands and feet of Jesus. We are forgiven. You know, it's it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have a bad week, but we can't make that our life. And we have to make a choice. Do we participate in the healing process? Do we participate in the teaching process? Or do we just roll over and play dead because it just seems too hard? Life is hard, but you have to suck it up. We are given very strict guidelines. There is a way we are supposed to live, and you cannot have your foot in one way and out the other if you are going to be a child of God. There are requirements for it, and by taking on God's burden, it is much lighter than the burden we carry as humans. If we take our yoke upon him, we take his yoke upon us and we allow him to teach us, we will live a more rested life. So that's it for me today. This was Proverbs 1, 20 through 23. Wisdom shouts in the streets and Lady Wisdom wants you to meet her. She wants to grab your hand and she wants to walk you through a beautiful life. You just have to make that choice. So until next time, I will see you later. And I hope that the the Bible blesses you in the way that I know it will. Every time you pick it up, it's going to tell you something new and is going to meet you right where you are. Just say a prayer, ask God for the message he needs you to hear today, and you go on and do life as only you can because no one walks on that path but you. Those slippers were fit to your foot, not mine. So don't ever apologize for what this messy walk looks like with God, because the important part is, is that you are walking toward him. You see his hands stretched out and that's what you're reaching for, not the hidden path in the darkness. Lady wisdom wants to be found. I'll see you guys next time. Take care.